time to rejoin the conversation. There's a time in everyone's life when they face adulthood in a real way. Um, They make a turn from the boy or girl that they were to the man or woman that they will be. So when was that moment for you, or has it happened for that matter? Um, uh, I think I started with uh, Ben uh, in the first segment, so... I think I will start with Mr. Bradbury. Um, this one to me didn't take me long to come up with it all. It just kind of came, jump right out to me. I was, uh, I was maybe like 19, <clears throat> and I was in junior college at the time. So um, playing ball, junior college, man, it was like a revolving door for coaches and any staff at that point in time. It was just like you go there, cut your chops, you go to another school. So I had some issues with my coach or whatever, just par for the course, and I ended up having to change schools. <clears throat> and so it's the middle of the summer, and mind you, I am going, I'm, I'm, I'm facilitating this process like by myself. I'm calling the coaches, I'm going, I'm setting up my tryouts or whatever, just from some connects that I had. Just me and a couple of my buddies really, literally just hit the road and we're trying out. So my dad, he's real. He's rooted in like education, old school guy. He um, graduated from Morehouse and he was, you know, he's Benjamin Mays and Martin Luther King. That's where his mind is. Right, right, right. So he approached me one day, just really like, you know, out of left field, man, just real reckless and disrespectful, man. Like, um, you know, son of mine gonna be a dropout. I said, what are you talking about? Right. You know, so I was like, man, I'm, I'm busting my ass. So. I kind of I stood on it for a while. I said, hey, you know what, man? Um, we'll talk about it. But I'm not dropping out. I mean, I'm still in school. I'm fine. I'm just in a transition. So I remember I sat on it for a couple of days, you know, uh, had some drinks, man, hung out. I'm like, you know what, man? Fuck that. So I called him. I was like, hey, man, we need to talk. And I remember this. It, it was like a switch. I went and picked him up, mm. you know. Almost, it almost was like he was a son, I was a pops. Right. I right, said, hey, right. man, let's take a ride. Right. You know, so I rolled around with him. I remember just talking to him, like, eye to eye, man to man, just very transparent. Like, look, man, I'm an adult. This is what I have going on. You know, um, whatever you may think is going on is not what's going on. Look, I'm making a positive decision in my eyes. This is what I'm doing. And you need to chill, man. You know, um, and, and I, there was some stuff in between. I'm not going to share our podcast, but I told him some things and he kind of was taken aback. I could tell, like, oh, wow. Like, it was almost like it wasn't, I don't want to say a rite of passage situation, but it was like a, he understood me as a man at that point versus his son making some knucklehead decisions as he thought. Yeah. And I had to, I had to come at him like that, um, and I, I got disrespectful. Looking back in hindsight, you know, there were some things that I think shouldn't have been said at that point in time. However, 
there was equity in some of the words that I said because it's like, all right, well, now he he almost had to see that, or else he would still, you know, he would carry on the way he was carrying on. So it was that conversation, man. It was it was enlightening. So I think both he and I, and it, it just needed to happen. And I think it was that time. Like, look, man, this is what's going on, and so. I went on to, you know, go to a different school, graduated, everything, you know, worked out. But um, I had to, had to step to my old man like that, man. Uh, you know, and, and I'm 19, 20, so I'm technically, I still got a lot to learn. Right. You know, he's in his 60s at that, well, not at that point, but now. And um, I think he respected it. At the end of that ride, he's kind of like, all right, man, you know, all right, thanks a lot, man. I took him to lunch. You right, know, right, right, him right. out, you know, picked him up. And um, I think that deep down inside, I think that he, um, I think that he appreciated the fact that I did that, you know, um, on yeah, some and, level. And I'm sure, you know, maybe he didn't know what the plan was. Right. But I do think oftentimes fathers... I think the most misunderstood thing about men in general is that um, I think, you know, most quote unquote real men, you know, there's a plan. And uh, now you may not know it, you may not understand it, but there is a plan. And I think once you're saying, you're like, look, man, and Mm -hmm. this is the plan. You know, I think, you know, that in of itself is, uh, you know, will garner respect, you know, from 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 another grown man. You know, like you say, you may, you may not have known everything you need to know about life yet. Right. But he knows, okay, there's a there is a path here. Okay. For sure. And, and I think, like, I, I would hear stories about some of my peers, you know, well, you know, hey, me and my old man got into it last night, you know, I... I told him off, and he hit me in the chest. I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's that little tussle that, you know, sometimes happens. But I'm thinking, like, what what did you gain? I mean, what was was there, was there a silver lining? And I think that my chastisement versus, you know, a physical altercation, I think it spoke more volumes. Like, look, man, yeah, I may be, you know, coming out of pocket a little bit with how I'm talking to you, but... I'm talking to you. Right. You know, there's a conversation. Right. Um, yeah, and there's, there's, and in points in that conversation, I'm like, hey, man, if you have anything to say about this, let's talk about it. Um, and I think up until that point, it hadn't been, uh, it hadn't been a conversation. It's, it's more talking at. Right. Versus talking to. And um, at that point in time, <clears throat> my self awareness was very low. So looking back, there's some other things I, could have and should have said, but you know, it's water in the bridge now. But I think that was the beginning of me being able to, hey, let's talk. Now to this day, it's he's still my father, but it's a level of respect, respect there. there. Yeah. 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 It's it's a it's a respect there that I think um it needed to happen and I think that um it did happen. And that was it. That at that point, because these are somebody's my pops, man. It, there were some things I would think and I would want to say, like, ah, oh, nah, no, he's my pops. Right. And it was just kind of like he was holding that. 
that authority just because he was who he was. And I think that I was able to tell him, like, no, you still are who you are, but I'm who I am. Right. And you need to know this at this point in time, and I need to tell you this. And after that, man, it was like my I, – I gained a certain clarity on how I talk to everyone because it's like you, you feel a certain release and um, you feel a – like any any sort of hesitation or uh, anxiety about difficult conversations for me just went away. Like, hey, man, I talked to my pops about this, so you and I can talk, or you know, right, whoever right. I'm dealing with. Right. So I'm able to to this day deliver you know difficult information or have tough conversations with people because of that. And I think that that was there was a lot of value in that conversation, and I think it cut my learning curve. A lot mm. um, because I would notice like my peers, you know, they were still, you know, um, cutting corners or wouldn't really say how they felt um, to certain people because those people were who they were. And I was like, hey, man, look, you can still have respect for someone and demand respect for and, yourself. And demand respect for yourself. Yeah. And um, I think that's what really opened my eyes to uh, to adulthood, to manhood, whatever you know, society's roles or whatnot, but still, it's. I think that um, just a good old conversation and a good old. This is how I'm feeling. I need to tell you that. Right. I don't want to go to social media and my pops did this. Right, and this. right, right. Let's. Yeah, let me tell you this. Right. You know, and let me. I want to. I want to. You know, just everything about that. It was really a pivotal point. Facial expression. Uh, yeah, all of it. Yeah. All of it, man. It was. It was a real conversation. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's what I got, man. What are you thinking, man? <clears throat> I mean, probably, well, probably when I went to Iraq. And I was 22. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you just get, you get put in a situation like that. Mm. You know, you, you, you're a man. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever you realize when you step off the plane that you know there's going to be people around me trying to kill me, damn, right? You know, that's that's a that's a little like sobering. Um, but I mean, still throughout my entire twenties, there's so many mistakes, and you know, party party too hard all the time, still do. So there's a balance, but um, but I do like the the father son dynamic in this question. Mm-hmm. Um, because my, you know, my family, they're all attorneys, you know, so, um, higher education is, you know, very, very important to them. Right, right. I decided that I didn't want to go back to college, personally. Right. Um, so they were always kind of questioning my, my thing, going back to restaurants, uh, but whenever they started noticing that, you know, like, at any time we were, like, going out or whatever, <clears throat> that, like, there were a lot of people in the industry around here who knew me and respected me for the work that I do, that's when they started going, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever you, whenever you see, I, I guess whenever, you, whenever your family sees that you're getting respect, you know, that's when, that's when, my, that's when my whole family, they were just like, all right, Ben. We're gonna stop questioning your Yeah, we got you. We yeah, got it. We see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And that that felt really good. Um 
and yeah, to this day, you know, I, whenever I'm around them, you know, knowing what they've accomplished and what they do and how intellectual they are in, in their decision-making process, I, I don't feel aggressive <coughs> than them just because they're attorneys and I'm a bartender. Right, right, right. right. Um, and that's when I started, whenever I started thinking about it, I started taking myself more seriously than I already was. Yeah. In the, in the acting that I can, you know, deliver. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, I feel like I can talk to my dad. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're on a level. Instead of, at some point, that flipped, you know, where he's not talking at me. Right. Sometimes he still does, just because, you know. Yeah, just, I mean, parents are going to be parents. Parents right. are going to be parents. Yeah. <clears throat> but if they do, I can be like, okay, come on. Like, yeah. I, remember, I'm a man here. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, that's about it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's deep. Yeah. That, um, yeah, shit. I know for me, I was probably, I mean, I was in my 20s, and uh, I went away to school in Seattle, and I had come back, and uh, so when I came back, and I moved back in with my parents after having having not lived with them for uh, a few years so it was definitely a battle of excuse me trying to get my folks to see that I you know that I was a grown man now yeah but I do remember <clears throat> it was funny just you talking about having to come to that conversation with your with your dad because you know it was kind of a similar thing you know and I think you know my dad had uh, he asked me to do something and it was trivial was like I think I had I think I had a guest come by the house and so I (coughs) had planned what I was going to be doing to prepare um, and he wanted me to do like some, some housework <coughs> thing first, and uh, and you know, and I was just like, I was like, no, I've got this thing, then I'm gonna get to that, you know. And he was like, no, nah, you know, I said do it now, and I was <laughs> like, and then that moment hit me of like, wait, hold up, hold up. Hold up. I'm not 100% sure who you think you're talking to, but you're not talking to a little boy anymore. I'm a grown man. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can, you know, I can make the decision of what order of events I need to take to make something <clears throat> happen. Right. You know, you want me to vacuum or something now uh, and and there's something else that I need to do before that, and I'm going to do that. And uh, and we started, you know, getting back into it. And we, you know, he was getting kind of huffy in the chest, and I was getting mm-hmm. huffy in the chest. And but I think that exchange really did change the dynamic of of 
you know, he had to he had to see me as an adult. And um, and then not too long after that, we had a conversation about, you know, either, you know, you're going to be in school or you're going to be working or you're going to be contributing in some kind of way or you're going to need to find your own place. And and I said, you know what? You you are absolutely right. And um, and not, not that I don't want to do things or help out around the house because obviously I don't have a problem with that and I, and I do, but I am going to be, I'm going to be looking for me another, I'm going to be looking for my own place. And so, you know, I got my own place and I was, you know, 20, 24 or five at the time and just never looked back. And I think just like you say, you know, living on my own and never uh, kind of really asking my parents for help for this, that, or the other thing, you know, that respect grew more and more. <clears throat> you know, over the years. And, um, you know, I remember that last year when uh, my pop was, you know, really sick before he passed, you know, he was on uh, on chemo and everything. And I remember there was stuff that he was supposed to be doing for, you know, for his health and for physical therapy and stuff like that. And um, my mom couldn't get him to do anything. Mm-hmm. But he would do it for me in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. He would just like I come in, I'd be like, "All right, pop, you know it's time. It's time to walk your laps." And he'd be like, and you know, with my mom, he would be like, "I don't feel like walking right now." And I'd be like, "Look, <laughs> like it wasn't a question. Mm-hmm. It's like time to get up, walk your laps. You know, you're supposed mm-hmm. to do X number of laps. <laughs> you know, blah blah mm-hmm. blah." He'd be like, "All right, you know, count count about for me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I'd count his laps and. You know, and, and and you know, the the one thing that I absolutely know uh, before my pop passed was that, you know, from man to man, you know, I had his respect, uh-huh. and uh, and vice versa, you know, and uh, so yeah, it, that definitely from a. <clears throat> from a father and son perspective, you know, I definitely, you know, knew then, you know, that, you know, that, you know, I was, you know, I was, you know, a man. And at that point, really the man of, uh-huh. of the family and needed to, you know, do what I needed to do to, uh, you know, to be that for, for him and be that for my mom at the time. And, you know, you know, I think, you know, yeah, I, you know, it's funny when I when I wrote the, when I kind of came with the topic. Yeah, I had so many kind of instances, kind of kind of flood, you know, flood me, and that was one of them. You know, but you know, I do remember, um, I do remember a job that I was working and. Um, there was some report that needed to be run and uh and for for whatever reason it didn't come out correctly you know the just the numbers didn't didn't run correctly and uh and i remember there's a guy in the office just getting back to you know being able to have difficult conversations and mm-hmm. and 
Uh, there was a guy in the office who was just like, just say, just say you messed up. Just say you messed it up. You know, and I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to walk away from the situation. I thought about it for a second because uh, our uh, boss was right there when, you know, he was talking to me crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made the decision, you know, that, you know, if, that this is definitely not an environment for me, uh, you know, and, uh, and I, I wrote my resignation letter and turned it in that day. Mm. And uh, I remember, you know, and I gave myself, you know, gave him two weeks notice or whatever. Yeah. And um, so, and, you know, I, I kept coming into work and I remember a week later-ish, you know, he was like, you know, I, you know, I really hope that, you know, you know, I don't have, I didn't have anything to do with you, uh, you quitting or whatever. And I, and I, I remember turning, turning to him, you know, just dead sober in the face. And I'm like, there's nothing you could do to influence any decision of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, you hold no power in my life. And I turned around and I kept doing what I was doing because, yeah. because you know, and I think that really threw him off because, you know, I think he was, you know, attempting to, you know, extend an olive branch or whatever. <laughs> but really, you know, it wasn't a real olive branch. It was him trying to soothe his own conscience. And, you know, and I'm like, I, I'm not here to make you feel better. You yeah. know, I'm like, you you know, you you did what you did, and uh, my in, and my decision was not because of what he did. My decision was because of uh, what you know what you know our supervisor was allowing to happen yeah. without without saying anything. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. The, the, if this is how the environment's going to be, this is definitely not for me. Yeah. Because, you know, if I'm thinking if I'm a supervisor and I hear somebody talking to another uh, another one of my employees crazy, mm-hmm. I'm going to I am going to shut that conversation down. Uh, whereas she was just like, you know, look, yeah. just looking back and forth like, OK, all right. So and went right back in our office as if nothing had, had happened at all. And I was just like, oh, no, absolutely not. This is. This is is not the situation for me at all, you know. And in I remember in that moment, I I remember thinking that uh, your personal integrity can't have a price, right? And with you know, and staying in that environment because you, you know of the fear of losing that paycheck or whatever, uh, would have, you know, would have been me selling myself, you know, down the river for a very low price at the time. So, so yeah, it definitely is, um, definitely is one of those, uh, adulthood moments that, you know, came and, you know, you guys have any other moments that, you know, you really felt like, you know, like, you know, you, you saw that, okay, 
it, here, here, here's a time to adult up that uh, you, you want to share anyone? Um, man, I uh, had a, another conversation with my father-in-law mm. about taking my, his daughter's hand in marriage. Um, you hear certain things, you know, um, it's good to do that. It's like, it's, 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 it's the right steps. I mean, you really don't it's, know. It's out of respect. Yeah, it's yeah. out of respect. I mean, and I think that's something that you can't just, it's not as black and white, but I have a lot of respect for my father-in-law, um, utmost respect. And I think that me having that conversation with him and him not just saying, like, yeah, okay, man, you know, you can, you know, I, I, I'm with it. Because I know a lot of people that have done that, and the father-in-law think he ain't shit. Right, He right, just, right. all right, well, you know, yeah, you want to get married? Okay, um, let me go get my checkbook, and when this thing ends, it's going to end. Right. But there was a look, and this guy I'm talking about, he's very stoic individual he's probably probably one of the most honest um uh thoughtful uh and 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 uh reasonable people that you can meet um he's just just a good guy just an old-fashioned nice guy man and for him to tell me, hey, man, of course, like, you know, I was waiting for this time to come, that type of thing, like, no, nah, like, you you good. I appreciate you asking me, you know, almost like you didn't have to do that. Right, right, right. Like, I know my daughter's in good hands. And I don't think that I understood the magnitude of that exchange at that point. But now having, you know, my own kid, Anytime you can entrust someone with essentially the care and uh, providership over, you know, with your your kid, that's that's a big feat, man. And without the blink of an eye, he's, hey man, you're good. Shook hands, um, you know, he looked me in my eye. Hey, no no problem. I think that was a pivotal moment. A pivotal moment because of the type of man he is, right. the type of man that I aim to be. And it was a point in time where, like, okay, this is real. It's no, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that because essentially, you know, getting married and we signed documents and then we were married, but we nothing changed in our lifestyle. Right. But it's like it, that exchange kind of let me know again, like, okay, I leveled up. I've got a wife, I've got a family, this is what I need to be doing. Um, I think that exchange with my father-in-law was another, another time in my life that, because you almost feel like, man, when somebody that good trusts you with something, you're like, man, I don't want to fuck this up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, almost, you almost dig deeper into yourself to, f to figure out a layer of, all right, how can I? how can I be the best that I can be with this situation? I don't want to mess this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not that, you know, hey, I don't, 
I don't care about what my wife says. I just want to please her dad. But it's just like as a, as a man, yeah, I want to be able to at some point if I ever have a daughter, or even with my son, like to know like okay, I went down this path. I want you to go down this path. Um, be whatever you want to be. Do whatever you want to do. But I want you to be a kind person. I want you to have um, integrity. I want you to, you know, stick to your word. Those type of intangibles. Yeah. It's kind of what I want to pass off. Like, I don't care what you want to do in a profession or, you know, who you want to be as a person. Just have that in the framework. And I think that he understood that. We had that exchange. And it's, and it's, and it's been good. And this is a guy that, you know, doesn't really talk a lot. Right. He's not going to sit and give you some elevator bullshit stuff. Right, right, right. If he talks to you. You take it to the bank. Right. And so with that, I was like, man, this is it's coming from this guy. It's real. Um, so that was an exchange, man. And shortly thereafter, like, <clears throat> it just started, like, blossoming, man. We um, uh, bought the condo. Um, she got a new job. I got a new job. Things just started to happen. Um, then we had the kid. And now it's just like it's coming together. So I think that that exchange was another pivotal point in my life that let me know, like I already knew that I was, at this point in time, I was 27, right, right. 28, but it's, okay, well here's yet again, another level that you're going to yeah. um, with, with the marriage. So yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Shout out to my mother-in-law out there too, if, you, if, if she catches this podcast, wonderful lady, <laughs> wonderful lady. We don't always see eye to eye on um, certain topics and perspectives and so on, but at her core, I think that she definitely means well. She's a social worker, mm-hmm. but she has a big heart, um, and that takes a lot, you know, just to be in her profession. Um, and always uh, my mother, for sure. <laughs> you know, let me put that out there. Mom, when you listen to this, I love you dearly, and I'm who I am because of you. I'll put that out there. I don't need to say anything else. You already know what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. that. <clears throat> um, I was pretty much raised the same way with my father. Um, be kind. Treat everybody with respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, stick to your word. Uh, another thing that he uh, kind of brought to me is the, the concept of excellence. You know, if you're, if you're going to do whatever it is you're going to do, you know, be excellent at it. Yeah. And uh, I think with that, yeah. And another thing that I think that's really important as far as the, uh, the marriage aspect or mm-hmm. choosing a partner or whatever is uh, when, when, you're, when you find out that, you know, your parents enjoy this person and improve yeah. this person, that's when you know, yeah, you leveled up. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and the concept of leveling up is another thing. Yeah. 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 Always, yeah. Think, always think about leveling up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I was talking right. to I was talking to um, talking to a good friend of mine about about that. I was just you know how it seems you know it seems that when you find the right partner, um, yeah, you begin to level up in life, and yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I think sometimes because you're able to make a commitment of that magnitude, you know, leveling up in other aspects of your life becomes a lot easier. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely, definitely understand that. And it's, uh, 
because it's definitely not, um, you know, you know, I've, I've think, you know, I think about when I was younger and I was, you know, out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was trap or die. <laughs> Ooh, boy, <laughs> it's uh, you know, I mean, you know, and I've 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 said it before. I say it again. You know, I've actually yeah, over the years, I've actually dated some really great girls, but um, for one reason or another, those you know relationships, you know, just didn't work out and they didn't last. Uh, uh, as relationships, maybe uh, friendships uh, lasted, but relationships did, didn't last that long. But when you, uh, you know, when you find a relationship that, you know, you you can and want to level up in, you know, you've definitely you've definitely yeah. found a good thing. That's it, and, and that's one thing. Like I have a lot of. Like my friends and just my peers say, hey, man, um, you know, uh, what's the key to it or how do I find this? It's almost like, and there's no knock to the, the, the dating networks. If anybody out there in podcast land is on Bumble or Plenty of Fish, I get it. But I come from, and I'm only 31 years old, but in high school I was still writing love letters there was no text messaging. I was on the tail end of it. I think I was a sophomore in college before Facebook came out. Right. But it's like, I don't think that, uh, I don't, I think you have to meet someone. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have genuine conversations. I think you have to court. I think. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people take for granted courting. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, I feel kind of old school even saying that. But it's something that I heard when I was coming up, and, and, and it's, 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 I'll say this, um, uh, one, of, one of my mentors, uh, Jordan White, he told me to this day, he said, you have to continue to date your wife. Absolutely. You know, um, you have to continue, that's a, it's a, it's a constant evolution there. Um, so when, I, when I'm asked, how do I find a partner? How do I, it's like, man, you have to detach from the outcomes. You want to go online and find the perfect woman or build a woman uh, a workshop is what I, t- is what I tell my buddies. That's, there's no such thing as that. I think that it's the best relationships are organic and they come from a genuine place. I think they're those genuine interactions. Naturally riveting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where the, the forces pull you together because they, that's what's supposed to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that to tie that in with, with leveling up, if you meet someone, in my personal humble opinion, that you feel like, oh, this is easy, or oh, I got this, or oh, this ain't nothing, it's just, I think that that's the wrong person yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that when you meet someone, something in your gut, when you go brush your teeth, look in the mirror, you, you go take a leak, and you say, oh, yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to do better with myself. You, I think that you have to feel that in order for that situation to be right. I think it's just something in your gut that makes you want to be a better person for your partner is key. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, if, if it's not a person that makes you want to challenge yourself, yeah. then, yeah, you're probably in a short-term relationship. Yeah, it's going to be too easy. And that's why I see things like... You know, being a college athlete, playing basketball, and just understanding 
you know, you walk across the campus and you be that guy. It's women will come to you and, hey, don't even know your last name, but, oh, man, you, you know, you, you played good last night. You know, where's the party at? That type of situation is bad because do you even know me? Or is this is this a real situation? Where are we at here? Right, right. And I think that it's like I'm a fan of organic. I'm a fan of, like, serendipity type of situations. Like, when I met my wife, we met in a college class, you know, she was on the way out of the class. I was like, hey, hey, you know, made up some BS little story. Hey, I'm so I got this going on. I just want to know what you're doing this weekend. I, I laugh about it now because I'll be able to tell that story. Hopefully, God willing, at, you know, 50, 60 years old to my kids. I had this how I met your mom. It wasn't on the internet. It wasn't, you know, I slid in her DMs. There was no such thing. It was a conversation. It was me being a little, little nervous. It was, it was a real situation. And I think that if the foundation is built on that, it's, it's going to last. Or it has the potential to last. It's always going to take the work. Yeah, um, yeah, because you always got to put the work in. You always got to put the work in. So, yeah, I mean, I, I say all that to say... When people ask, like, what's the key to it? What's the, I think that it's if you don't find someone that makes you want to do better for yourself and be a better person to suit them, and vice versa. I mean, you would like a partner that wants to do the same. Um, I think that when you found that, I think you found a good thing, man, and it's key. Also, I'm really sick of these guys. Yeah, these man. These guys who say shit like, women are crazy. Yeah, man. No. <laughs> No, that is not mm. fucking true. It's not. You know, it's... It's accountability, every, man. Every, there, there aren't normal people. Everybody's weird. We all got our ticks. It's just, you're not good enough to find the right kind of people, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But that's not to say there aren't some crazy... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, but you to know, say that it's like a gender... There, there are crazy women... There yeah, are there's, there's there are crazy of, dudes. There's a lot mm-hmm. of psychopathic assholes out there too. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's just bad people out there. Yeah. But uh, there are some absolutely wonderful, kind ladies out there, and I think that a lot of dudes just don't have any respect for women. And that's they don't, man. Really well, and you know, the I think the big thing with that, you know, getting you know is, you know, talking about you know your peers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think when you're young, you know, you're trying to find, you know, the cutest thing walking. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when you're young, that's great, you know. But, you know, I think <clears throat> at a certain point, there are characteristics that trump attractiveness. Absolutely. And, and until you get to the point that you actually want to find someone that's caring and nurturing and uh, supportive and and God and you know and God willing yeah all that comes in a gorgeous package yeah but you know a lot of times people will overlook you know the guy who's gonna be just a really good guy to you yeah. because because <laughs> he's not the most handsome dude in the world or he's just right. not balling out of control or even vice versa, you know, guys are overlooked. Mm-hmm. Girls that are, you know, 
you know, they're, they're, you know, they're not, you know, the finest woman in the world, but, but they're not unattractive. They're just, you know, they're not drop dead gorgeous, but, but they're sweet and they're mm-hmm. kind and they'll take, they, they will take care of your ass when you sick. And that's <laughs> like, what lies, man. <laughs> you know, that's the stuff that lasts. That's what lies. You know, you know, and, and, pro- and if you get lucky enough to actually meet an attractive person mm-hmm. that's attractive on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, you better go ahead and, and look yourself in the mirror and uh yeah. just decide whether or not you wanna let that pass you by or you wanna uh level up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Level up has been the word that's been jumping out. Yeah. Um and it's 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 I think some people look at leveling up like oh I gotta go get this Bentley or this Maserati. No. No, it's leveling up to me, in my opinion, is something that is a little bit harder than what you've been doing. It forces you to try a little bit yeah, harder. Just try a little bit Just harder. Just try a little bit harder. It can be, hell, if you've got a problem with waking up in the morning and you, you're supposed to get up at 8, but you get up at 8.15, you start getting up at 7.45, well, you're leveling up. Mm-hmm. It's something that you are refining. Yeah. Your personal skill set, your attributes, your mindset, whether it's a diet or whatever you got going on, if just a little bit, that's all it takes. And I think that with that, it's a confidence builder. Mm-hmm. Once you start checking off those small goals or start seeing some progress and just something little and minute. Yeah, because I, I know for me personally, I used to really suffer from like, like, I could see the big picture mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, I'm so far from the big picture. Yeah. Ah, and I would, you know, and what I had to realize, like you said, was <clears throat> I had to savor all the small victories. I had to I had to look at every rung of the ladder and go, okay, <clears throat> accomplish that. And, and then level up a little bit more and level mm-hmm. up a little bit more. And, and you know, yeah. You know, I, I think, like you said, not to put too fine a point on it, but I think that probably is the the theme of the conversation, and uh, and probably the thing that you know we should be passing on to podcast land uh, in general is, um, you know, I don't care if it's a relationship uh, of of a romantic nature or relationship with. <clears throat> your parents or a relationship with your friends. Right. Um, if you're not surrounded by people that make you want to level up. Right. Then you're not surrounded by the right people. You're right about that, man. And that's, and that's, and that's difficult, man. Pulling those cords and cutting those ties with childhood sandbox, sandbox friends, man, that, or just people that you, you know what? I mean, some, it, they tell you the truth, sometimes it's family. It's family. And that's when, when you said that, it's like sometimes when you take inventory on who you're around most of the 90% of the time, it's like, well, you know, some people may be my family, some close friends. When you really evaluate, what are they doing? What type of person are they really? Yeah. Then you start to you start to really see the reality of it. And, and it's, it's difficult, man, to cut ties with um, those toxic relationships, man. Um, it's hard because you know how it is, man. 
you you start to go down the right path or you, you, you had some short stints or some success, it's, oh, he's changed, oh, he's sold out, and this and that. Well, it's like, no, man, I leveled up. I leveled up. That's it. You know, you know, <laughs> you know actually, I'm going uh, to close out this section, but uh, I'm going to leave it with uh, the wise words I heard once from, uh, from Will Smith. Mm. So... Um, years ago, um, he's got a killer IG page right now. Uh, for actually, instance. he does yeah, have a yeah, killer yeah. IG page. Uh, I've been following him on IG and on uh, YouTube. Yeah, he's coming with it. He's coming with it. Um, so years ago, uh, I think he had probably the last album he put out. Um, he was on uh, the Angie Martinez show, and. The whole show, he's dropping these gems without even trying to. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just part of the conversation, and he's just saying this profound stuff. Yeah. And um, and, uh, so they get to the end of the interview, and uh, Angie goes, man, like, I feel like I've just grown up 10 years just being here in this conversation. This this is amazing. Is there anything else, any other words of wisdom you want to leave the audience with? And he said, hmm, words, 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 words. Oh, okay, I got one. Look at the five closest people around you. Mm-hmm. He says, can you see them? Can you picture them? That's you. And if it's not you, you know what you need to do. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. That's tough, Like, man. I was a gut punch at the time. But I remember hearing that thinking... I've got to start evaluating my relationships because, um, you know, there's plenty of people around, but are, are these people uh, feeding you or are they draining you and holding you back? Right. That makes me feel pretty good, actually, because the whenever I think about those people, like, I love those people. And there you go. They're, they're good. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My When I think about that now, I have a completely different... Uh, view of those people now than I did at the time and uh, so you know and 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 I still have all the love in the world for those for those cats but uh, you know we we've leveled up mm-hmm. that's it man and with that we'll be right back hey you having a good time let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers first www americathemixtape.com a cipher on American politics society and culture and where'd I get that mixtape? of course www.cornerbodega.us purveyors of urban culture come on let's get back to the party Uh, and we are back and before we get out of here let's talk about today's sugar honey iced tea. And for those that don't know, these are things that I or a member of the group have found that are really cool, aka the shit. Um, and this week's Sugar Honey Iced Tea is uh, an oldie but goodie, and it is the Lion King. So, um, some friends um, had um, two extra tickets to Lion King, and so we wind up going to see the Lion King uh, on on stage this weekend. It was an amazing production. Just, uh, uh, you know, 
I defy you if you're a, a, a lover of, of art uh, and a lover of music not to uh, uh, shed at least one thug tear during the opening uh, during the opening song number. It's just uh, just pretty pretty incredible. Um, but the reason that the Lion King is a shit is not purely because the stage production of the Lion King is a shit, but because. Uh, just like young Simba faced his past to become the king of all that the light touches after the death of uh, Mufasa, his father, um, we too have things that we have to face. And once we've done that, we can level up and we can become the kings and queens that we were born to be in our own lives. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast in a way and all podcasts. And that is with the toast that started it all for me. And that is to good times with good people.